stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey there, hello there, and welcome to another exciting episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I'm your ghost host with the most G-Man, and listener, do I have a great show for you. But before I get into this chilling episode, I'd like to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who is or has been listening and following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, a big thank you to the band Blooming Fire for coming in and sharing their chilling encounters. For more on that, go back and listen to episode 10. You can hear the entire episode on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Just search Into the Void Podcast. Lastly, if you have been following the show on our social media pages, then you may have noticed that there were no promos for any episodes for the month of July. That's because we took the entire month of July to really put focus on what type of content and episodes to put out for the listener, along with being able to attend events to help promote the show. And also, just want to uh, bring this up, we also have Renee, our sound engineer in the studio. Hello. Hello, Renee. How are you? Doing good. It's been a while. I know. It's been an entire month. Can you believe it? That's crazy. But like I said, we took the time to really, you know, work on stuff and get better content. And speaking of better content, Mm. Renee, Mm -hmm. I got to attend one of the greatest Halloween conventions to ever grace California. I saw. That looked so much fun. It was fantastic. I'm talking about Midsummer Scream. It was... (laughs) Probably the best and only Halloween convention I've ever been to. <laughs> I got jealous when you met with the uh, actress from Halloween Town. Oh, Kimberly had, J. Had, Brown. I had a major crush on her. When I was you little. too. Yeah. Well, I thought I was the only one. That's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, man. It was fantastic. I'm yeah. telling you. Now, if you're not familiar with, with Midsummer Scream, like I said, I can only describe it as Halloween in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's the best way, I feel, to get the Halloween season started. From Halloween booth sellers to food vendors, monsters and ghouls, sliders and mini mazes, Midsummer Scream has it all for more on that check out their website at midsummerscream.com and speaking of halloween fun we have two guests with us today we do we do we have eric and nathan from the realm of shadow eric nathan thank you so much for joining us today no problem man it's, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome to be here yeah <laughs> yeah i was holding in a burp that whole <laughs> and then it just went away nice uh, that's awesome. so we're good now that was perfect yeah, timing perfect stoked. timing super, super stoked to be here man well, gentlemen, like I said, thank you so much for being here. If you could do me a favor and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, sure. My name is Eric. With Realm Shadow, we do this uh, home haunt maze. They've been doing it for about 10 years now. It's actually a Christian maze. It's a Christian home haunt. And the idea is his outreach. And it was started with that idea, that premise about 10 years ago. Nate, you were a part of that group. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, our worship leader, our church, decided to... He's a big Halloween fan. Okay. You know? Uh, me too, Eric. I mean, we're all we're all big Halloween fans. I love you know, it. Grew up being scared by our parents every time watching scary movie, that kind of thing. So thriller video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't watch that video for a while. And oh, I I hated it when it would come on. I would change the channel real fast. Yeah, I was definitely a, like you know I was a big baby when it came to scary stuff. And yeah. then one one year I was I told my mom I said, I'm tired of getting made fun of for being scared. Her and my older brother would always make fun of me. Mm. And one year she sat me down and she said, Okay, on Halloween we watch Pet Cemetery, we watch Halloween, oh, we watch Freddy Cougar, we watch we, Poltergeist. Yeah, uh, and we watched it all and. 
I remember she's like, okay, have fun trick-or-treating. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> And to this day, I mean, besides the story I'm about to tell, probably one of the worst nightmares I've ever had. Yeah. But after that, I was like, I love it. That's and cool. I get the idea of being scared and having okay. fun. And yeah. Now it takes takes a lot to get me scared now. <laughs> and yeah. Nathan, you're, if uh, correct me, you're a pastor, correct? Yeah, I'm actually an ordained pastor with okay. uh, Calvary Chapel. Wow. Uh, not really a denomination, but people are familiar with Calvary Chapel, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a, a pastor at a church in Bellflower called Hosanna Christian Fellowship. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I work there. Um, I kind of do a lot of things. I'm the, I work with the young adults, kind of the 18 to 29 crowd. And then um, I've been part of the worship team. Yeah, I'm drum, yeah. yeah, that's how. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm the IT guy. I mean, a whole lot of stuff. But it's it's that's where I work. And, yeah. It's, that's awesome. That's what I do. So That's awesome. So you said you run a Christian uh, haunted maze. Yes. How does that work? So the idea and the premise behind it is you know we get a lot of flack actually from christians as well who don't really understand (laughs) nathan and i are not strangers to this we were in a hardcore band uh, oh okay hardcore music and it was a christian hardcore band and the idea and the premise was is it like a pod type of like uh, hardcore yeah actually (laughs) oh okay a little harder a little harder oh wow okay Okay. fits uh you know all that stuff but it was a little heavier a lot of breakdowns I remember starting this band with a buddy of mine, and he played drums and was like, I need you to scream. And I was like, as long as we can do a Christian band, I'd be cool with that. Mm-hmm. He said, sure, sing whatever you want. A couple weeks into it, he ended up dropping out because of his girl or whatever. And I was like, well, okay, you know what? Lord, we tried. you know." And the Lord actually told me, like, no, you need to keep going. I want you to do this. <laughs> so we reached out to Nathan, which was the young adult pastor at the time. And we're like, hey, can you mentor us? And he's like, sure. And then I'm like, wait, you played drums in the 20s when you were young. <laughs> you invented drums. You invented the drum. So you should play drums with Yeah, Nathan us. just carving his own wood drumsticks. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, we definitely have a, we had a running joke that he played drums for Journey back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would tell this to this young crowd, and they're like, he played drums for Journey? Oh, I got to tell my dad about this. And he's like in the back like, but no, he shreds. I mean, the, the guy's killer on drums. Uh, so then we we kept it going, and we did it for like three, four years. Wild time. I awesome. Mean, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the premise of all that was, hey, there's a lot of people that like this music. We we have something we want to share. You know, we want we want to share a message without being offensive or whatever. So so we're in this environment where it was real kind of like misunderstood by people. You yeah. know, so that same okay. that same vibe that Eric and I have had in that. Um, has kind of come to the Halloween community, right? Where the big question we always get is, Christianity and Halloween, go. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, funny, I was actually going to ask you that question. Christianity and Halloween, go. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the idea of, you know, for us is, I mean, there's pretty much one day out of the entire year where the entire country is let's go to strangers' doors and ask them for something, right? Right. Yeah. Well, as a Christian, one of the ways we you know like to you know share what we believe is we hand out what's called tracks, little gospel tracks, right? Oh, okay. And it's it's just kind of a, a non-offensive way to say, hey, just wanted to share this with you. You know, read it if you want, throw it away if you want, but we just want to share it. So our pastor at our church has always been a big proponent of of interesting and out of the box ways to to do what we do. And so, like I said, my worship leader, being a big fan of Halloween, was like, well, I'm going to use Halloween is an opportunity to give the good candy and when people come to the door say here's some candy hey here's a tract you know nice so that's kind of the premise and so it just kept growing because we're like well 
if we're going to build a little thing on the front lawn, like, let's do something that's really cool because we all like being scared, oh, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. like I said, I, my mom, one of my mom's favorite things to do growing up is me and my friends would be in the dark room watching, you know, Friday the 13th. And she'd sneak in with the phone book and right in the scary spot, just slam the phone book on the table <laughs> just to scare the snot out of us. That, that was my upbringing, right? Can't do that. Oh, that man. was my upbringing. So, so I really enjoy the, the adrenaline you get from getting scared, right? So we said, hey, let's, let's take advantage of the opportunity. You know, people are out trick-or-treating. Let's build a maze in the front yard, you know, and, and that's kind of the premise of how it started. And we do a couple things differently that kind of set us apart, you know, from from other home haunts and stuff mm-hmm. is one of the things we do is we're gore free. Yeah. Okay. So so we're kind of like family friendly haunt. That doesn't mean it's not gonna scare the snot out of you. Right. You know? Yeah. But but we're gore free. So we're not we're not doing the the you know the mad scientist rooms or the you know the doctor rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Butchers I, or yeah, I, I personally don't have an issue with people that do that, you know, but in our maze we're like we stay away from gore. We also stay away from stuff that's like overtly the way I would put it is overtly glorifying demonic or oh, occultish things. Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't mind having a, a demonic skull hanging on a door to set the ter- mood in a room. Mm-hmm. But of course, I, you know, we're not trying to have people walk through our thing and like, oh, hey, I want to start a church of Satan now. You right. Know? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so we kind of stay away from those things. And and then, um, yeah, it was it last year we introduced a new thing in our maze at our home con- called a Code Green. Yeah. Where, like, because one of the things that kind of gets me, and, and, and it's like, I understand it but you know you'll have parents come to a, a scary maze and they'll have their like two-year-old with them yes oh. and that I've two-year-old that. clearly clearly does not want to go through the maze yeah. and, you're, and you're like uh hey parent do we need to change anything no they're good they're good right oh, no. and that kid comes out and th- that kid is never going to go through a maze again yeah. for the rest of their yeah. life well that was actually one of one of the things we sat through on our first midsummer scream was you know they were talking about Look, if you scare the snot out of a kid, mm-hmm. he's gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was scared. I got the snot scared out of me. I hated it for a while. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Same but here. If, if you can change it up, and now the actor's afraid of the kid, you, you made a, a haunt lover for life. You yeah. made someone who's gonna love going to haunts forever. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? I had an exciting time. I scared that monster. Mm. You know, because they come through, and with our code greens, it's, oh, get him away, get that kid away from me. Right. You know, however mm. we're playing it, but. We, we, we introduced that last year, and it went... I mean, we even got reviews, and they were like, they offer a code green for the kids, and we're like, oh, wow, I didn't even notice they caught that. Yeah, that's it, amazing. it turned out to be a really good thing for the families, and right. so we're like, you know, scare the adults and, and help the kids have a good time, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of... And, and then, of course, at the end of our maze, one of the things we do in, at, well, at Midsummer, it was into the maze, but when we do the home hunt, of course, we have candy there, and then we give tracks out with our candy you know oh, we're just okay. like hey this is something for you read it that if is you a want. smart and thing to do yeah. yeah i mean it's been successful because every year it keeps growing you know we last year we took over um, the entire driveway the wow. entire front yard all the way out to the curb i was oh, about so 1600 grown square feet and grown yeah. and grown throughout the years then. yeah yeah okay and, and we just keep adding to it you know and you know last year we were we were blessed with uh we actually had found some haunters who were quitting 
oh. on Craigslist, oh, and wow. they ended up having a warehouse of stuff. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, okay. We, we we drove out to Hollywood, I think it was, to pick up these like castle facades, right, that they had built. And in that conversation, found out they had this whole warehouse they wanted to unload, and so they ended up giving us a really good deal. And oh, that's awesome. That's really kind of what skyrocketed our build, you know. And that's how you know, like you were meant to do something like this. It was, all it was of a sudden these yeah. doors are opening up for you. It was very affirming. It was very affirming. That's yeah. awesome. And, and some other things were like they were selling. We were like, oh well, we can only afford this amount of pieces, and yeah. then they were like, a couple days later, you know what? Take it all. Wow. Yeah. And wow. We're like, oh, all right. I guess this is a door opening. And then Midsummer Scream happens, and you know, I remember looking at Rick West and kind of being like, that's the dude, right? And, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, go talk to him, and he's like, he's like. You go talk to him. You're the voice. <laughs> you're the guy who goes and talks to people. And I'm like, oh, you're right. And walking up to him. And I got his email. And I don't really remember what else we talked about, to be honest. I kind of blacked out. Yeah, like we, like me me and Eric and, and our, our other partner, uh, Ron Love, uh, he's he's really the one that started it at his house. Yeah. Okay. We, we're kind of the, the core team. And, you know, we have a handful of other people, you know, Will Henderson, who does our video and stuff, that are like core elements of us. But Eric is always, he's the voice guy. He's the networker. He's the, nice. hey, go, go schmooze and open doors for us, right? <laughs> nice. And so I always, you know, I shove him into the spotlight because I'm like, I'm, I'm content to just like let me build the maze you, you go you go <laughs> yeah. open doors so yeah so and then it, i mean the door open for that as well so it, what we're seeing is we're seeing there's a lot there's not a lot of like pushback that we're getting and growing mm-hmm. i mean we got a new location this year um we moved to a different home in a backyard that is maybe twice as big as the location we had yeah before. the where we were at you know we i always thought we'd get pushback because we're faith-based right oh, okay. that's where i always thought pushback would come from mm-hmm. it, none of that oh, wow. the, the the community you know has been has been more than gracious and supportive and all that that's really good which, which is great yeah because because again it's like we, we understand not everybody believes what we believe you know mm-hmm. right. but we appreciate the opportunity to say but we want to tell you what we believe and, right. and that's what we do we want to get the gospel out and and but we're okay if people are like that's not for me you know and and the community has 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 just been like really cool with it you know the pushback came from the city yeah. where oh. last year it was the it was the city and i won't name the city because i don't want to put them on blast but uh, they they were just finally got to the point where they said you're not really a home hunt anymore you're kind of a structure now <laughs> so wow so you need a permit for lighting and signage and a permit for this wow. and, oh you're taking donations you need a permit and they they shut us down Dang. last year and so that's why um we just, Gosh. you know, prayed about it, and we had a house in Bellflower that is um, about double the size as where we were, and said oh, wow. you could use our whole backyard. Oh, and that's so, fantastic! Oh, that's yeah, just awesome. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Now, you guys were at Midsummer Scream, yeah. Um, which, again, if you if you attended Midsummer Scream, by the way, um, they had a, a a mini maze, right? It's like a, it's everyone there had mini mazes, or whether was that a full maze? They're mini mazes uh, for most of us. Like, okay. Like what we had at Midsummer Scream was half of our footprint at in October. Okay. Right. So and so most of the most of the maze people there we found out they kind of use that as these are our teasers for our October. I've walkers. noticed. Yeah, I noticed that, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, so let me ask you, how long did it take to plan something like that, knowing that you're going into Midsummer Scream and the setup too? I mean, how how what's the process in that? Well, it starts with a meeting. We started Which, in January last year. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. The year before that, it's August, and that's to get us ready for October. And Sarah knows, my wife knows, she's like, August comes around, that's when Eric's Halloween starts. 
you know, we have our meeting. But we had it in January this year, and I was so excited to have yeah, it. Yeah, we, we got sooner. We got the go-ahead from requests that, that we were invited, you know. Nice. And, and I think it was about December last year. Um, and so we we met in January, started the preliminary planning, and that was more of a, okay, what's our theme? What are we going to do? What can we pull off? You know, because what, what they really did with Midsummer Scream, which, which I thought was awesome, is they let us set up what we wanted. So we said, hey, what's our size limitation? And their answer was, how big do you want to build it? Hmm. So we got to establish really all those details on our own. Wow! Yeah. So we had a meeting in January, you know, kind of decided on how big we wanted to build. You know, really had to figure out how much are we going to bite off. You know, can we pull this off? Right. Cause, yeah. Because in midsummer you have Thursday and Friday, you have two 12-hour days to build your entire attraction. Oh man! And then Sunday night you have six hours to tear the whole thing down and get out of the convention. And they so. end at like what six or something they like that? They end at six o'clock on Sunday, and then they have to vacate the convention center by midnight. Wow. So so it's like like build as big as you want, yeah. but you better make sure you can build it and tear right, it down. Yeah. So it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot. Right, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, it's almost like shooting yourself yeah, in the so foot. Okay. We uh we basically sat down in January and and like looked at the previous October and said, "What were the what were the most successful scares?" So we grabbed the five most successful scares in our maze and said, "Let's build a small maze around those." That was January. We had a few more planning meetings between then, but the actual physical building, we, we built the whole maze off-site and then tore it down and took it to the convention center. Okay. So the whole actual physical maze, um, just due to, I mean, we all do this on our part-time, right? This isn't a full-time job for us. The majority of the actual physical building is myself and my assistant at work. You okay. Know? And, you know, I always tell her, I'm like, hey, you're my assistant and I need assistance. We're building a Halloween maze. <laughs> She's like, well, that's not what I signed up for. But, but she actually loves it. I, it was pretty much we got started in the beginning of June. We really kind of hit the ground running about the middle of June. And so it was about a month and a half of or six day weeks, you know, pulling anywhere from, you know, eight to 12 hours a day building mm -hmm. and then, you know, figuring out electrical, you know, figuring out all the stuff that goes into making yeah. your scares work. And, uh, and that took us literally right up to the day before we had to tear down pack and get to the convention. Wow. So, yeah. Now on your social media page, you guys had pictures of, uh, I believe the setup. Was that the practice setup over there and then taking it to Midsummer Scream? Yeah, we had a, a few pics that we put on our social media um, from the backyard. We okay, yeah, backyard that was the backyard. Yeah. Okay, that, those were just kind of you know like, hey guys, we're getting ready for Midsummer, you know that kind of teaser stuff yeah. we were doing. And then obviously there was a couple pics that uh, Ron took on site when we were building at Midsummer that he posted as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh that's... my gosh, you guys, I'm telling you, if you had, if you didn't get a chance to go to Midsummer Scream uh, in October, in August, sorry, next year, please by all means get get your ticket. Check them out. Hopefully, Realm of Shadow is going to be there again, so that way they can go and check out your maze because that was just fantastic. The Sweet. lighting, the, uh, the the sound, your your actors, really well done. Um, Thank you. There was one thing I did notice that some mazes were doing, and I, I didn't get a chance to ask if you guys were doing it too, but some mazes, like if you had a podcast show or if you had some sort of like um, fear of you know being scared or whatnot, what they would do is they would keep the actors back so that way they wouldn't scare you. They kind of just yeah. let you go through. Did you guys do that also, or was it more of just – we're going to scare you because we want to scare you kind of thing. Well, for the, for the most part, what, what we did when we were sending people through, you know, we, I, I had people come by and I didn't have anyone ask to like, hey, can you hold your guys back? But more so, hey, we're going to send a film crew in and I'd be like, okay, I'll hold the next team and I'll let you guys go in for what it would be two teams worth so they get enough pictures, video. But I wouldn't tell them to hold the scares back and, 
And I think that actually produced some of the best walkthrough videos that I've ever seen because you're, you're the ladies all walking through and she's falling to the floor, getting scared in the <laughs> tunnel with the laser beams. Yeah, yeah. And they came out and they're just like, that was awesome. Oh, you know? that's cool. And I think maybe they, that's why they were saying we were so committed because they were like, wow, you told them to stop and they were still scaring us. That's yeah. commitment. We, we had talked ahead of time. It's like, are we going to, are we going to offer our code green at the convention? You know, and. And we were ready for it, but we, what we found out is, you know, the people that are going to something like Midsummer right. Scream, mm-hmm. you know, even the little kids, mm-hmm. they they were there to get scared. They were yeah. they're, they're, they're fans yeah. of the community. They're oh, fans yeah. of the horror genre and all that stuff. So um, I had asked a handful when when they were you know carrying their kid in their arms, and I'm like, hey, do we need to tone this down? And of course, I'm always looking at the kid because our experience at the home hunt was, yeah, that kid's like doing everything they can to get out of your arms. <laughs> right, you know? So yeah. I, I don't know if you're paying attention, you know. Right. Yeah. But the kids were like, you know, big grins on their face and wide-eyed and ready to go through. And, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I think we had a couple cries okay. know, over the course okay. of the weekend. Yeah, but I got over it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> so, but overall, um, we we didn't pull back at the convention. We awesome. just kind of was like, let's let's do what we do, and and it was great. Oh, know? that's great. Yeah, oh. so awesome. Yeah, and if you guys don't come, if we if we get invited, I'm pretty sure we're probably. Gonna... Oh, we've already been invited to next year. Uh, okay. Yeah. So well, all right. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We're that, Super even, excited. Even awesome. Around Halloween time, if people want to come check us out, uh, you know, we'll be probably linking something after where we're at. But uh, we're completely free, okay. and not a lot of home hunts. <laughs> do that especially those who are there at midsummer that's one uh, thing. yeah that's another part of we do it as an outreach so we're not we're, yeah. not we're not trying to make money off of it you know and so it's a completely free maze you know cool. and um yeah i'm always a fan of those mazes like home home haunts where they they do ask for a little something because you yeah. know they're trying to make money to sure. be able to do it again next right. year right but i'm really a big fan of people that are like hey just come in we want to show you something scary, or we want to, you know, scare their pants off you or something. Yeah. But, and at the end, you know, we have a little something for you. We we started doing that a couple of years ago, like like a donation. Like if you'd like to give us something, you, you know, but we don't charge, we don't ask, we don't do tickets. Okay. And and ironically, that was one of the things that set the city over the uh, edge yeah. last year. You know, yeah. we're like, no, we're not charging. It's donation based. And like, you're still business. And like, <laughs> you know, but but we open that up because that that is the reality of it. I mean. Pretty much 100% of the cost of building this thing comes out of our pockets. Right. You know, yeah. it's a labor of love. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a, we love doing it, you know. Yeah. But I think, I think one of the best things is having a kid come in, get the snot scared out of him, and coming back with six of his friends like, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you still scare him with something else that he wasn't ready for. Right. That's yeah. probably the best. It then, works out great. And especially for our, what we're trying to do, you know, six other people. Now just got a track, so yeah. you know yeah. it's accomplishing our mission. Uh, yeah, what we're doing, and we're having fun doing it. I love scaring. I can, <laughs> I can be in there. I actually didn't get to scare this midsummer scream. I was in the front line, uh, doing like the talking and stuff. Okay, I, he was the door guy, kind of setting the story. Okay, because okay. we we try and have narratives, you know, with our right. stuff oh, and cool. kind of you know set a set a vibe. And so he was the he was yeah. the. Poor guy at the front. Hey, you did a good job, though. Seriously, that was fantastic the way you did it. Oh, appreciate it. Well done. Yeah, I I usually, you know, I'm a giant clown or something. Giant something. Okay. I can be giant. (laughs) It's kind of my thing. Kind of the giant. So, obviously, you guys... uh, we brought you on because, you know, Midsummer Scream and your mates, but we also brought you on because you guys both had sent me some very interesting creepy <laughs> stories 
And uh, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to get to those stories. And uh, we'll start with Eric. Yeah. And then Eric. Well, then after Eric, we'll go uh, next to Nathan. So, Eric, um, first off, Renee, mm-hmm. you got to read the story. I got to read the story. Um, yeah. What did you think? Just Fair, real quickly. Yeah. Um, I think because we were talking about it earlier. And I was, I, you were talking about your story that you could have gone longer. And I was like, and I was reading it. And I was like, there felt like there could have been more, but it was still really good. Yeah. And then Eric's story was really interesting, too, just, like, how everything <laughs> kind of, like, how you came into that world of it. So now, I know you guys, yeah. there's, there's a lot to say on these stories, so we'll yeah. go with Eric, and we'll kind of just break it down, you know, to where you can uh, let us know about the story and everything. And then, yeah, then we'll just move on to Nathan after that. Sure. Absolutely. We should set, uh, set the mood here. Yeah, let's, let's, oh, yeah. let's get the ambiance music going. <laughs> and now, Eric presents his ghost story. Yeah, so <laughs> appreciate that. That's the best transition I've ever heard in my life, right there. Can I get you to do a ringtone for me? Or something? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So I, I actually was. I'm, I'm a Christian now. I was uh, baptized Catholic as a baby, um, and my family we really didn't attend church. We really didn't feel, you know. I guess my parents didn't really feel the need for it. We, we were a Christmas and Easter family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'd go on those days yeah. you know over the years we continued that we didn't go and probably around nine nine years old we lost probably about seven or eight people in my family and it just was rough including my grandma which was horrible right for me it was the biggest thing I, i've never felt such you know heartbreak and my dad actually would see his older brother and he wasn't as hurt he didn't feel that hurt. He didn't look like he was wounded. And my dad asked him, what do you have that I don't? And he was like, I got the Lord. And that triggered my dad going to church, went to Hosanna where Nate goes. And uh, I was being dragged to church uh, every Sunday. And I hated it for the most part. And then around junior high, uh, eighth, eighth, eighth grade year, I started understanding and it started to click with me. And I'm like, okay. But I had questions, tons of questions. And come freshman year, I finished my freshman year. At this point, I have a relationship with the Lord to the best of my ability. But my family tells me we're moving, and we're going to move to, it's called Quail Valley. It's right between Temecula oh, and okay. Lake Elsinore. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that in the story, and I wasn't sure. And then, okay, now I know you're at. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So right there in Riverside. And, you know, the houses were cheap. This is before the, the crash of the market. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, we, we moved out there, and um, right before we did, we decided to get baptized. Uh, my brother and I, we thought it'd be great. Um, as a new believer, when you're a Christian, um, it's a declaration. You're saying, hey, world, I believe in Jesus, you know, and that's I'm declaring that. Well, in the Bible, when Jesus gets baptized, you know, he's 40 days, 40 nights, temptation. The devil tries to tempt him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a significance to when you're baptized, there's going to be trial and tribulation that follow. Mm. And I really kind of feel like that's what happened. Cause when we moved to this house, we were looking for a home church, couldn't find a home church and kind of stopped going to church about a year in weird things started to happen. And the first thing we had happen was with my little brother. My little brother was three at the time, three or four. And he's upstairs playing in his room. And he believed that my mom was actually upstairs in the in her room. And my mom was downstairs watching TV in the living room. Hmm. 
my older brother and I were out doing high school stuff, probably getting <laughs> in trouble. I don't know. My my dad was at work because he was commuting back over here every day. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So we, we rarely, you know, he he was out all the time. Uh, so it was just my mom and my little brother, and my little brother tells this story to this day just mm-hmm. like this, and mm-hmm. it's crazy to me because he was so young. But he over he he heard my mom in the room, and he said, "I heard her leave the room and head towards the stairs." And to go down. Now, my little brother didn't like being up in that house, like upstairs by himself or downstairs by himself. It's it's a big house. You know, it was a big house. As soon as he went, uh, he heard something go towards the staircase, he went out. He's like, wait, Mom. Like, I, I want to go out with you. I don't want to be up there. He turns to the staircase, and he sees a floating head. Some sort of man's floating head. And he says, the man. The man's floating head. I don't know what it is. And when he's staring at it, he freezes. And he said the head just shoots towards him, like full speed. And a little kid, he just screams bloody murder. And my mom comes running from the living room to the bottom of the staircase. And she turns on the light and she's like, what's going on? Hispanic mom, she just yells, you know? Yeah. yeah. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, my little brother is just crying and crying. He's like, why would you run past and leave me up here? She's like, I'll leave you up here. She goes, I've been down here. And then he tells her about the man's face. So I get home, you know, and I'm like, what's going on? And my mom, like, pulls me in the kitchen. She's like, so your brother, like, saw something. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, she saw, he saw a head fly at him and thought I was upstairs, like, heard my voice, heard me. And I was downstairs the whole time. And I'm like, I got the chills. I got a little weir- weary, you know. But joked around about it, crawled on the floor, scared her a few times, you know, acted like the house was haunted. <laughs> oh, I regretted that because a month later, <laughs> uh oh, I'm actually asleep and I have this dream. And it's to this day, I, I, I've told Sarah, I've told all, uh, like anyone who wants to hear it, there is this road. And it's like, it's it, imagine you're in the desert and there's this road. And I see everything in sepia tone in the stream for some reason. Like that filter, that color, I just remember it being in that color. And as I approach the road, I look down, and there's this little goblin-like creature, almost like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. And he's just sitting there looking at the road. And I remember it turning to me, and I'm looking down at it. Like, I get chills from, like, the face I see, and I... I also, I don't know if you've seen the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh, it's been the, a while. On, it's it's been on a while. the wing. Yeah. Yes. That ver- not, yeah. The, not the old TV show version of no. it. The, the movie album. version of the it, movie, right? That John, John Lithgow. Yeah. yeah. That looked exactly like that little goblin. Wow. Mm. Right? So, and I'm like, ugh. Right? And it points, and it does, it does the old King Kong little girl from Jack Black's King Kong. Right. When she goes, Ks that point she does that one exact point down the road oh man and i look and i look down the road i don't see anything but i look back at this creature and it like kind of like gallops and takes off and jumps down the road where it pointed and remind me again where was where was the road that you were on it's like in some desert there's there was literally nothing else around but okay. this road and it like gallops down and jumps towards the road and flies like a bullet at this point in the dream, it becomes, uh, I, I take vision from the goblin or the creature. Like, I'm seeing through its eyes, and I see these two little creepy hands reaching out down the road, 
flying down the road. And it's just two little hands going like that, shaking. As it approaches down the road, I uh, actually see the back of my mom's minivan. And I recognize it. I'm like, oh, that's my mom's minivan. And it goes towards the back of the minivan, transparent almost through the back on the driver's side where the seat belts are and comes up on the left side of the driver from behind. Now, this is this is what really got me was as soon as it approached the driver's side, it turns and I remember seeing my mom's face turn and scream bloody murder. Like I've never heard my mom scream, pure terror, frightened. And I woke up immediately. And when I woke up, I couldn't move. I, I had uh, sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't speak. And I physically felt hands on my back. Mm. Now, I felt these hands pushing me down to where, like, I've done MMA and, and jiu-jitsu. And, and I felt someone holding you down. This was, this was making the breath leave my body. Like, oh, I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to die. And uh, I remember reading in the Bible, you know, uh, the disciples used to cast out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And it had been a year since I've been at church, so I probably didn't do this correctly. But I remember as soon as I could speak, the first thing I said was, in the name of Jesus Christ... <laughs> get the F off me. Mm. <laughs> That's definitely incorrect. Yeah. But I feel the pressure relieve off my back. Okay. And I catch my breath and I look around the room and I actually see this dark shadow in this corner, like the top corner of the room. And I remember feeling like there's something else in here with mm. me. There's nothing that cast a darker shadow in that corner. The other corners don't have that dark of a shadow. Mm -hmm. It just, it didn't feel right, so I said it again, you know, and <laughs> casted it out. And um, I kind of closed my eyes when I did it. When I opened it, it, that, it wasn't as dark. It was mm -hmm. normal from, for what it was. My parents ran in the room um, and asked what was going on. The creepy part is, it was around that hour, like 3 a.m., the witching hour. The witching mm -hmm. hour. It was around mm -hmm. that hour. Okay. Yeah. And I remember that because I used to watch paranormal shows and they always go out on the witching hour. Right, yeah. And I woke up and I remember the time and I was like, yo, that's kind of creepy <laughs> that it was during that time. So that was another thing. What are the odds, though, that it would be 3 o'clock when that happens, yeah. right. you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that that freaked me out. We prayed about it, my family, and we were like, we sh my parents were like, we should probably start going back to church. And, <laughs> and we did, and, and we ended up moving back. Uh, you know, the, the whole housing situation messed us up, but uh, we moved back, and I'm back at Hosanna, and yeah. Well, I, but the, the, uh, the interesting thing real quick, because we're going to get to your story real quick, Nathan, because yeah. I will put this in my final thoughts, but I just want to mention this, is the, uh, the sleep paralysis that you had while you had this dream of this goblin creature, there is a rumor that is going around that supposedly the sleep paralysis is is a like a, a demon or a demonic entity that is 
trying to basically make its way into you. Um, not a possession of some sort, but like uh, mentally messing with you in your in your dreams. I'll get back to that in a minute. Sure. But it's just because when you mentioned that, I actually looked something up on my phone real quick, and I found a picture that people are depicting a sleep paralysis of like a creature sitting on someone, mm. not being able to move. Yeah. And they're saying that these pictures that people are making seem to be the most accurate pictures of what it possibly could be mm. that is messing with you. So, yeah. but we'll, we'll get back to that sure. real quick. Yeah. Here's the thing, and, and as Christians, um, you know, we don't believe in ghosts. We believe in the, in demons. That, right. That's that's one thing that we you know. We believe that demons could probably mess with someone to a point where they think they're seeing maybe a ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. But we, we believe it's uh, a demon. And one thing as a Christian is is when you're following and when you believe in Jesus Christ, you know, it says that you can't you can't be possessed. But in that time, I had just been baptized, so here comes the pain, right? Here comes the temptation and the trials, tribulations. But also, I hadn't been going for a year. Mm. I like to think of, you know... Christianity as a relationship where if you're at a point where the devil is scared of you, he's going to bring some fiery arrows. Here. Right. Yeah. I, like if he feels like you're already, he's already got you like, Oh, that guy doesn't go to church. That guy doesn't, he's going to leave you alone. Right. He's probably not going to mess with you. It's one of those like, why, why mess with someone that, that you know, isn't attempting to go to a, to service or anything like that right. when, yeah, you don't need to touch, you don't need to touch it. It's the ones that are going and the ones that are proclaiming this, Jesus this Christ the, as their savior. Those right. are the ones that I feel are attacking you because they're like, no, 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 you need to do this. You need, right. yeah. Here's, this is a threat to my, to my, you know, evil kingdom. Right. Here. So I felt like I was, and this is what the Lord says not to be, is lukewarm, right? We were not going to church. We were, so now there's this, hey, there's this battle that's happening. And mm. I felt like I maybe was in the middle of that and I yep. potentially could be, you know, and that's why some stuff like that was happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wild. Just wild. That's that's my that's my take on it, and, yeah. I, and that's why I was saying, yeah, it could have been something trying to get into me, absolutely, because yeah. I was in that place of lukewarmness where that battle was happening. So yeah. Well, what I find interesting about your story is that um, I experienced sleep paralysis occasionally, once in a while, not often, but um, for me, you know, I'm you describe it like the same way how I am with you know religion and stuff like that. That's how I am right now. I'm very oh, sure. lukewarm and sure. stuff like that. Because uh, recently, a couple of years ago, my mother passed away from um, cirrhosis of the liver and stuff like that. So that's why, with my beliefs, I'm kind of like iffy. I'm, you know, but uh, I did experience sleep paralysis actually, like I think a year ago, I think, and it was the exact same thing where it was just I couldn't move, and there was some sort of disfigured mm. body or something like that. But it was like coming from like the head of the wall that my head was facing, and it mm. was just kind of like putting its head near my head but i didn't feel threatened sure. it just wanted it felt like it just wanted me to know it's there right and sure. that was it and then like as soon as i kind of like figured out what was happening then it, it i kind of felt like something let me go mm. and i was able to get out from that yeah it's funny it's funny you bring up sleep paralysis actually because like i remember oh gosh this years ago i mean back in the army and even after the army too yeah in the army i remember being in my barracks and i remember just sleeping uh or just relaxing actually and i fell asleep and i thought it was maybe because i sleep on my stomach and i think i just eaten like a bunch of food too so i thought maybe that was the real reason but a lot of guys had mentioned that our barracks had a lot of deaths that had happened you have soldiers that have unfortunately you know committed suicide god rest their soul it's just crazy to think that that happened, and then all of a sudden, I'm I'm in my room and I'm laying down, and it feels like someone is just pushing on your back. And I remember just like eyes. It felt like my eyes were closed, but I was aware that I was in my bed, 
And the whole time I'm trying to yell, help, help, help. But all you get is this like, like noise of yeah. like air just coming out. And it's so uncomfortable. And the second time would be at Rio Hondo. Um, everyone talks about this green room that's haunted uh, up in the theater. Um, and I remember I, I think I just dissed a class. And I decided to go and take a nap up in the green room. And I'm laying on this couch that they usually use for plays and stuff. So it's all broken and everything. But I found a blanket and I just wrapped myself in it and fell asleep. But I remember sleeping and all of a sudden I'm hearing a ruffling noise like within the green room. And the next thing I know, I have that feeling again. It's like someone or something is just pushing down on me and is not allowing me to get up. To the point where at the time my wife, when we were dating... She was downstairs, and I remember just trying to call for her over and over and over, and nothing was coming out. I mean, it, it is a very creepy experience to have, uh, especially when you don't have control. Yeah. You know, that's that's the part I think that scares everybody the most, is that you don't have control of what's going on. Right. Um, yeah, that that's... I'm so sorry that happened to you. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it sounds like it was more of an eye-opener, you know, so... Yeah, for my parents as well, for myself. I think it was... <clears throat> one of the cool things, though, was that I did remember, because uh, out of the pigs... Was it Ball? They cast uh, they cast Legion out of the pigs in the Bible. Or out of someone into the into pigs. Into the pigs. I remember right. reading about that, yeah. Um, and they did it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I was so young in, in, in Christianity at the time that... For me, I was like, I'm surprised I remembered that. But it oh, yeah. stuck with me, and that was the first thing that came to my mind was, something's pushing on my back in the name of Jesus Christ. And then I did it incorrectly because I was also super young. So I said the F word because I was super scared. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, I'm glad I, I, I went there. And, um, you know, it was an eye-opener, absolutely. And oh, man. It changed me forever. And I haven't had an experience since like that, so... It's a scary situation. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Well, I'm just glad that you're okay, though. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and you're, you're here today and you're able to t- share yeah. this story with us, which we really appreciate. Yeah, so thank man, you. I, I'm totally fine. I <laughs> As he's holding up nine fingers. Yeah, <laughs> you podcast listeners, uh, I held up nine fingers. Right yeah, now. Nine fingers, folks. Nine <laughs> fingers. Nathan. Yes. So you have a ghost story for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's set the mood. <laughs> <laughs> On a hill far away. <laughs> okay. yes. All right, there we go. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, well done. No, I mean, a little, little background. Like, I, I didn't grow up in, in Christian home and any of that stuff. So growing up through junior high and high school, I didn't believe in supernatural anything. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that there was ghosts, demons. There's no God. There's no devil. There's nothing. Right? And um, I just, you know, was kind of, you know, had adopted the... I don't, you know, the humanistic philosophy of you live, you die, and then you just, you're done. So I never believed in any of that stuff um, at all, uh, despite the scary movies and all that, despite the, you know, mom scaring and, you know, Halloween, you know, it was, right. it was just a fun time to dress up and yeah. scare, you know. Long story short, I, I ended up uh, becoming a Christian when I was 21 and, uh, and again, started reading and studying and stuff. And then that kind of opened up my mind again to the reality of, of, you know, the spiritual realm, you know, the supernatural, paranormal, whatever title you give to it. Right. But, but you know that there's, there, there's God and there's a devil and there's angels and demons and this stuff in a world around us we can't see. Right. You know? And so in studying and learning that stuff and going, yeah, I I believe in this, you know, I believe in, in that. Um, there was a few instances that happened leading up to me becoming a Christian and the things that have happened, you know, after, but I, you know, had different times of, of, you know, hearing, uh, uh, you know, you would call it a disembodied voice, mm-hmm. right? Right. And uh, just one quick one. It was before I was a Christian. I was, you know, 
bad point in my life and doing all kinds of horrible stuff and kind of living a reckless life and kind of was like didn't care if I hurt myself. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm in a car once. I'm I'm driving recklessly. My friends are like, slow down, and I'm like, nah, I'm cool. You know, I'm <laughs> living speedy, life in yeah. the fast lane. And yeah. yeah. And long story short, I end up losing control of my car at 85 miles an hour on the freeway. The mm. car spins around backwards. I'm facing the traffic now that's coming towards me. Oh boy. Mm. Sliding across the freeway, and I remember holding the steering wheel and going. We're going to die. Like, mm. Sorry, dudes. You know, we're yeah. going to die. And um, heard a voice. Just clear as day. It was a male voice. And it said, you're going to be okay. That was it. Mm. Um, the After I heard the voice, all of the anxiety and the fear and the, all of that, you know, the, the oh, I'm, something bad's about to happen, just right. replaced with complete peace. Complete, just, wow. all right. Wow. About a second later, you know. Literally all hell breaks loose because, boom, we hit the side of the freeway. The car, you know, the the front of the car, the hood flew off. The engine block cracked. The Mm. back of the car, the gas tank was ripped open. You know, flipping around, and we end up, you know, doing another 180 and coming to rest on the shoulder right as the traffic comes by us. Wow. You know, not a single one of us in the car had a scratch. Wow. You know, that was my first supernatural experience, right, where I was like, well, that's weird, you know. I had a few other instances like that, you know, before I became a Christian. And so when I became a Christian, I was like, hmm, let me look into that stuff. Right, so, yeah. Uh, the, the the big story and the big story I sent you, and this is kind of the most tangible, <laughs> scariest thing that's ever happened to me dealing with supernatural, you know, in the spiritual realm. Um, I was dating this girl at the time. And uh, unfortunately, earlier in her life, she had been a victim of sexual assault. Yeah. And... Um, there was uh she she always wore long sleeves right and she was really she was not very touchy feely right and i'm like oh let's hold hands and stuff she's like, ah, you know so i thought okay she's just you know being guarded and stuff i'm cool but i asked her once i'm like hey how come you never want to like you know hold hands or you know this and that and and why are you always wearing long sleeves it's like a thousand degrees outside right now well she told me that in this assault um the perpetrator or one of the perpetrators had carved his initials in her forearm wow, and so she pulled up her sleeve and she showed me she had this Band-Aid on. That was the other thing. I was like, why you always got this Band-Aid on your arm? Like, is whatever that is ever going to heal? Mm-hmm. Then I find out it's covering this, yeah. these initials. And I was like, oh, now I feel like a jerk, you know. For and they were like, scarred? They were, like, scarred? I or? never saw it. Oh, okay. I never okay. saw it. It was always covered up. But that's what she told me it was, right? So over the course of our dating relationship, of course, we're, we're both Christians at this time. We're going to church and stuff and all that. And so... Um, she lives at home with her mom. I'm still at home with, with my parents. And, and one of the things she would always tell me about is she'd always have these nightmares, you know, about demons chasing her. Mm. I've had nightmares of demons chasing me. I've, I've had nightmares where I woke up, like, shaking in terror, going, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, right? Because right. what was happening in the dream. And so she would share this dream with me. But in this dream she would always tell me she had, it was the same demon chasing her. And, and no description, more of just an indistinct, dark, you know, eyes kind of, you know, nebulous thing chasing her. But she'd always have these nightmares, and so we'd regularly talk and pray and whatnot. Well, one night, um, I get this call from her, and it's late at the night, you know. And uh, I remember looking at the phone, and I was just like, you know, she doesn't call this late. So I pick up the phone, and she's frantic. She's sobbing. She, you could barely understand her, right? Mm-hmm. And... There, there's that moment which I've heard parents describe like when their kid's in the other room and their kid hurts himself there's a difference between something's really wrong cry and then they're just kind of you know want attention cry yeah. mm-hmm. oh yeah there was that moment where, where the fear in her voice I could tell 
something's something's really upset and something's wrong so i was like she's like you need to come over you need to come over and i'm like i don't want your parents to get mad <laughs> you know and yeah. she's like no really and, and i'm just like something's wrong i'm heading over there so i head over to her house and um i go to the front door and she's like waiting at the front door for me and of course front door opens she just like you know hugs me and she's quivering in fear and i'm like what happened you know and you know it's it's taken time to get her to just be able to talk through the through the crying and the sobbing and the quivering and so um, I finally get her to start telling me what's what's going on and so she starts to relate the story to me and as she's relating the story to me she's she's kind of walking me back towards her room right and I could tell that the light was on in her bedroom you know just her bedroom was right off from the front door so she starts telling me she was in her room earlier. Um, she was, I, I forget if she was reading a book or something, you know, but she had her desk lamp on next to her and she was, was doing whatever she was doing and she dozed off. And so she dozed off with the lights on in the room. Now, one of the details of this story is in her bedroom, um, uh, she had those little glow-in-the-dark stars. You know, oh, those yeah. glow-in-the-dark planets that people do. Oh, yeah, I had those as a kid. And, and they were like, they lined every wall of the room, all four walls. They weren't on the ceiling, but right where the wall meets the ceiling. Oh, so she kind of okay. made this little border of glow-in-the-dark stars, oh, okay. right? Just some little decorative thing yeah. she did. I had the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, she starts telling me, I was, I was reading or whatever, I forget that detail, but she goes, I dozed off, and I started having the dream about the demon chasing me. And I was like, okay. And, and of course, we had dealt with this, you know, like this wasn't a new thing. So I was kind of confused as to why are you this terrified right now? So she's like, I'm having the dream. He's chasing me, you know, chase, chase, chase. I can't get away, can't get away, can't get away. Finally get to the point where I turn and go, she's like, I scream, like, who are you? What do you want? You know? And in her dream, this, this entity looms up over her and just says, I'm the demon of MR. Oh, man. Okay. The initials that were carved into her arm oh, were MR, man. right? So the demon says this, I'm the demon of MR. And then the light bulb in her lamp either popped, exploded, or just burnt out, but it made that like that zap sound, right? Yeah. So it it woke her up, right? You know, I don't know if you like you wake up one second before your alarm goes off, right? Oh, so yes. she woke up like one second, you know, lights on in a room, boom, the lamp explodes. And then she looks up, and as she's telling me the story, by this point we're standing at the threshold to her room, mm. but she won't go inside, right? <laughs> like, and she's still all terrified. So she goes, the lamp exploded, I woke up, and she goes, and I saw this. And she reaches into the door and she flips the light off, her bedroom light. Mm -hmm. And what I see above her bed, literally right above her bed, is every single one of those glow-in-the-dark stars was no longer around the room. It was above her bed spelling out the letters M. Are. Is it so they just moved from where they were to the ceiling? To the ceiling above her Jeez, bed. Okay. And so she flips the light off and I'm looking at this. And now I'm having that moment of holy cow. Like yeah. this, this is this is legit. This is for real. Like I'm staring at it, right? I'm not hearing a story about it, you know. I'm I'm staring at those letters on her ceiling. And I'm start. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. I'm like, oh, I, I need to be strong mm -hmm. right now, but I want to run home. You know, I'm like, this oh, is yeah. scary. You know. How old were you at this time? I think I was twenty six. Oh, okay. Twenty six. Yeah. And but yeah, just it just it was scary because yeah, yeah. I'd seen those stars just earlier that day, mm -hmm. right? So I'm standing there and she's just like crying, right? And she flips the light off. You could see it. She just loses it and she's just like clinging to me. And I'm like, 
uh, let's turn the light back on. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And then she's like, I don't want to turn the light on. I don't want to see what's in there. And I'm like, if anything's in there, we'll see it if the light's on, right? <laughs> and of course, I'm just like, I'm scared. Just pushing for the lights. Keep pushing for the lights. Yeah. So I've never heard someone be scared and want the lights on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Shut them off. Yeah, she, it's in there. She was just like, you know, close her eyes, terrified. So we flipped the lights on. You know, of course, nothing's in the room. You know, and, and I'm not like, I, don't, I didn't have that feeling like something's here. I had that feeling like something happened here, right? And it was wow. just, it was just this really weird sense. And of course, I'm like, all right, well, let, let's pray. Of course, we're praying, you know, if there's anything here, you know, Jesus' name, be gone, all that stuff. But then I'm like, well, I got to get those letters off that ceiling because yeah. she ain't going to go back in her room. Right, right? yeah. Now those those letters, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They have that little sticky goop on the back. Oh yes, you know. Yeah. So they they're pretty strong adhesive. So I I climb up on her bed and I stand up and I reach up to the ceiling to like grab the first. Gosh, I don't know, twenty or thirty of these stars, and they're just all clumped in these big letter MR. So I'm thinking I'm gonna have to yank them off the ceiling. Well, I reach up as my finger touches the first star, like just as I start to touch it, it just falls off the ceiling. Ooh. Like the like it's not stuck to anything yeah it's just there and then you know and that kind of surprised me a little bit so i reach up again and i just kind of start to wipe and they just like wipe off the ceiling mm. like they're not stuck in mm -hmm. place the the adhesive was not doing its job so i wipe all these letters off of course they just all fall down and you know and after that um i don't remember <laughs> you know i picked up all the stars i'm like i'm gonna throw these away or something yeah it's just creeping me out yeah and, and that was that experience, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up later, you know, obviously, you know, we, we ended up breaking up at some point and stuff. And and I don't know exactly, you know, where she's at or how she's doing now. But I, I don't know if she ever got over, you know, what happened yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, that, that instance happened. And that was mm -hmm. the most tangible, scary, weird mm -hmm thing that I've ever experienced. Do you, you know? still remain in contact with, with this person? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that, that was that, you know, Wow. you know, but I've, you know, as far as supernatural things happening, you know, I mean, I've, I've personally been healed, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I had a, was supposed to have cancer and went into the doctor and long story short, you know, doctors like there's nothing there. Wow. And like two weeks earlier in the pre-op there's like oh yeah here it is and da, da, da. And what do you mean it's not there and it's just gone there's no scar tissue there it's just gone you know mm. that's i've experienced that which i mean for me that's supernatural that's the power yeah, of god working absolutely you know? no absolutely so, you know, i was just gonna say my mother actually uh she was dealing with cancer yeah and um it was one of those like she goes to church every sunday yeah. uh, with her parents yeah. or you know by herself or yeah. whoever wants to go uh, as kids we were dragged to go to church also yeah. and when she announced to me i think it was actually the day or two days after Halloween that she had cancer. Like she wanted to tell me within that week, but she knows that I love Halloween and she didn't yeah. want to ruin uh -huh. it for me, which gotcha. personally I would have been like, just tell me. Cause yeah. I don't want to, you right, know, right. but she did tell me afterwards. And then, you know, she did the whole chemo go through everything and, yeah. and she did, you know, hair loss and all that. Yeah. Personally, I think she looks better with short hair. That's just me right. though. Awesome. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, and I remember, uh, she was, oh gosh, I want to say social media or talking with some friends I think I overheard it or saw it, and she said, yeah, it's gone. Wow, Everything's gone. Awesome um, and it's one of those, like, I go to church with my wife. I try to go every Sunday. Um, sometimes it's just like I got to get stuff done to where right, I right. really – but I really should just go. It's one of those, like, we go, and, and when that was being told about the cancer, I, I remember just – praying and praying yeah, and yeah. praying that this would go away and talk to my mother and she was saying you know quite possibly this could be something that god is testing me on yeah just to see yeah. how where am i you know with my faith and with my right. understanding right which 
I, I don't like the fact that it's cancer that is giving you a test, but at the right. same time, what bigger way to put a test on someone than to you know yeah. discover that they have cancer? So, yeah, that that's a that's a scary thing. It really is. It is, you know. But it was one of those times where I I got to experience you know something outside of this world that I'm in tangibly right. physically affecting my physical tangible life mm-hmm. in a way that it's like even the doctor couldn't explain. I remember asking the surgeon. I was like, well, he's like, yeah, I, I can't explain it. You know, he's totally baffled. And I'm like, well, let me tell you what I believe it is. And I told him, you know, and he's like, oh, no, 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 that that's yeah. that's all hogwash. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's fair. You can believe that. Yeah. I said, but, you know, people are praying for me. And, and and this is the thing that got me. He goes, no, no. He goes, he goes, if anything, I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm like, well, bro, you just you just gave me a malpractice suit <laughs> card yeah. rather than admit, you know, that maybe there's a God that healed. Right? You know, yeah. I was I was it's, blown away. Yeah. You know? It's funny how doctors. <laughs> yeah. And like 90 percent of doctors are that way. They're just like, no, you know. It's yeah. Just he, he just more wouldn't even. Yeah. Of, of, of science and yeah. medicine than yeah, something yeah. supernatural to it's happen. It's funny how he's just willing to like. Oh, like kind of just like almost say, brush it off yeah, yeah just like say he would rather have it as a mistake yeah than to believe yeah. that it was and, something and, and, that, and that's what got like, me he, yeah. was, he was willing to admit that he made a mistake rather than to say something something supernatural something yeah. I can't explain happened right. and I'm like Personally, I would have rather you tell me it was something in relation to supernatural than telling me you made a mistake <laughs> you know because first off you're a doctor right yeah. right you know and yeah. I, was like, like, I know everyone makes mistakes, but come well, on, this is pal. Cancer. Like, yeah, this is cancer. Yeah, yeah, you can't really make mistakes <laughs> yeah, here on this. Right. So, you know, my well, yeah, that's 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 a couple of things. I mean, I've had a number of other things go on and, and experience personally. You know, mm-hmm. hearing yeah, they, what I believe is God speaking and yeah. stuff. But yeah, uh, they, I feel like you know you don't really hear about because you hear paranormal, you automatically think something you know scary, spooky, yeah, yeah. Spooky. spooky, yeah. You know, but there's definitely things that happen paranormal wise. I mean, uh, there's a story Nate tells as well. It's, uh, you know, he had a Bible that was given to him as a gift. I mean. Oh, yeah. One of, one of these, uh, you know, you talk about coincidences, right? You know, mm. in, in I, I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. You know, right. I believe, you know. But I, I got a Bible when I was a kid. I went to church camp in junior high, lost the Bible, right? You know, now I'm 21 years old. My brother's going to that same church. He ends up going to that same church camp. And, you know, of course, my brother's praying for me, you know, God, my brother's life really sucks right now. Let <laughs> me help him out, right? And I'm just whatever. Well, um, there, there's like 2,000 kids at this church camp, right? And so one day my brother is bored. He's inside the main meeting hall. He's going through the lost and found, right? Now, I don't know if you know anything about lost and found, but stuff don't sit in lost and found for yeah. 10 years, yeah. right? It gets donated eventually, yeah. and then they refill the box, you know? Yeah. So my brother's going through this box just because he's bored, and he's opening all these Bibles and looking at that front page, right, presented uh, to. Okay. <laughs> and he opens up this Bible, and he sees this presented to Nathan, 1984. My brother's like, oh. you know, and it had my last name in there, and he's like, that, that's my brother. So he comes home and, and hands me this Bible, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at the time I was just on that cusp of, you know, believing and stuff. And right. so he hands me this Bible, and one of the things that, that led me to there is something beyond us, you know. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that out of all, out of two thousand kids, my brother was the one who found that book that happened to sit there for what ten years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's and, wild. Uh, just stuff like that, and, and and it's like that's supernatural. That's yeah. that's that's beyond you. You know, there um, are there are a lot of stories out there about things that have been around for a long time, but don't make themselves known until. Uh, I want to say the right person comes along, right, or like right. the right energy shows yeah, up. Yeah. Um, there's lots of stories on that from like 
emblems to rings to uh, T-shirts, books. Yeah. I mean, just random things that you wouldn't consider to be supernatural. And then all of a sudden, you know, this person, like your brother, is like he found this book and it's for you. Like this yeah. was meant for you. You right. were supposed to get this book. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stories about that. It, yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you don't believe in coincidences coincidences and I really don't either because I feel like everything happens for a reason right with my incident of of the supernatural and when I got attacked uh to your you know sleep paralysis right. yeah. the, the nightmares that you had even you know to meeting her and all of a sudden now you're engaged in this you know I want to say possible demonic type of entity in the house or what yeah. she's going through is yeah. now you you two were supposed to be there at that time so right. definitely everything you know happens for a reason yeah now i'm not sure because i was going through this he sent i had him send me his story and i sent him both to you and i was going through him and it, speaking of that it's just you know i'm realizing the kind of the the similarities in the story is is the dream yes yeah. And the wake up to the scream. I'm yeah. so glad you bring that up too, because that's something I noticed. Right, and yeah. I, I picked that up, and I said, "Wow, if this was, you know, if this is how a demon maybe presents itself, maybe it's through dreams. Maybe this is like some sort of something here." Yeah, and that's what I picked up. And I remember tell, I told him last night. Actually, I said, "Oh, you pumped to go?" He's like, "We're pumped. We're talking about it." And then I'm like, you know, there's there is a coincidence there, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's something, you know. That is a very big possibility. Yes, absolutely. And those are the type of things when it comes to the paranormal that you don't leave out. Sure. Yeah. Those things you definitely. When someone says, "Oh, that's a coincidence," it's like, yes, it is, and we have to look further into that because sure. it's it. Like you said, the dream and a dream. Yeah. It's just what are the odds of that happening? You know. Right. right. Um, First of all, thank you very much for sharing those stories. No problem. Those yeah. I I wish I could get like look at people's faces when they hear this story. But <laughs> also, if you guys want to hear uh, read this story, you can also check out our website. Uh, their stories will be up on the website. Um, real quickly, because we are running out of time, I do want to do a thing that I always do at the end, towards the end of the show. It's called my final thoughts. I like to include Renee or whoever else is with us at the time. Renee, do you have any final thoughts on this before we end the episode? No, it was just all really great. I loved it. Your guys' story it was very, you know. Uh, very relatable too with experiences that I've had too. Your story was very uh very eerie as well too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but Absolutely. really good. He, at the he same told time. me that story years ago, probably yeah. when we first because he he's been my mentor, he's been my young adult pastor, but that you know, we're best friends now mm-hmm. and he was in my wedding and so we have like this weird like brother slash mentor relationship. He told me that years ago. Yeah. And it's all, someone says paranormal, I'm like, that story. Right? <laughs> yes. That story. Yeah. Like, you you want to know yeah. paranormal. You always see those memes on like Facebook or social media, like paranormal, what? Like that's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so think, as soon as yeah. I wrote and I was like, I got this story, but my friend has this story. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Let me just put my final thoughts here. My final thoughts is for Eric. You you mentioned a lot about sleep, sleep paralysis and I actually have a picture on my phone. Give me a second. Is this going to give me more and we're back. nightmares? No. <laughs> uh, no, it's just that, you know what it is? is uh, these pictures that I have found online are pictures of depictions of people's perception of uh, sleep paralysis. And there's a lot of rumor that goes around saying that sleep paralysis are actually demons trying mm-hmm. to make their way in either into your soul or into your life or into your dreams. And one of the pictures, which I will post up on Twitter, uh, is a picture of a demon on top of a person. And now you said that it felt like it was pushing on your back. And there are people who have felt it on their chest. There are people who even feel it just on their legs as if like they've they're been paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. And the talk amongst the paranormal community is that these sleep paralysis uh, in a scientific 
scientific term, sleep paralysis uh, is a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking up. Yeah. Uh, and it's most commonly found with people with narcolepsy or sleep apnea. Yeah. And it, just out of curiosity, do you happen to have any of those? I have. So, yeah, like extremely sleep bad apnea. sleep apnea. Yeah. Okay, I'm no, that's that's fine. Apnea. That's perfectly fine because uh, actually, sometimes I wake up and my wife's choking me out like that. But <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh. I know, I know the feeling. I'm married. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, not today, Sarah. You're not gonna get me. <laughs> You're not taking the car. No, right. <laughs> honestly, she could just fire hose pinch my sleep apnea machine. Done deal, right? Oh, I had to get one of those actually uh, after the army. Yeah, no, I, I do have sleep apnea. Yeah. So I mean, that could definitely... It does play sense. a big factor. Uh, yeah, Scientific-wise, it plays a big factor sure. in, yeah. in the yeah. whole you know demonic thing. Sure. But at the same time, there are a lot of incidences where people don't have sleep apnea, and it happens to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you kind of start looking into, so what is it that this person has done to cause this? Sometimes they don't have to do anything. Sure. Uh, sometimes a demonic entity will just find you and attach itself to you like that. So, I mean, there's a possibility. There is a very high possibility because you hadn't gone to church in quite a while sure. or avoiding it, if any, if anything, maybe even avoiding it um, to the point where you allowed yourself to be opened to uh, some sort of demonic attachment. Yeah. Um, now, your faith uh, obviously is very strong. Sure. And upon reading... Uh, Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the website. But uh, upon reading last night, there was a couple stories where people said that their faith was so strong, they felt like that entity was pushing and pushing and just couldn't break down the wall. Hmm. So that's a possibility, too. Now, your dream state, though, um, the what what demonic entities like to do is they like to get into your subconscious. Hmm. And that's usually where it starts. It usually starts with uh, a dream of some sort, waking up, freaking out. Um, like for some soldiers, it's night terrors, uh, but that's, you know, PTSD related. This is more demonic related to where there's a thing, I don't know if it's really true or not, but there's a thing where like they will stick their finger in your ear and, and as the finger goes down into your ear, it touches your brain. And what it does is it's literally transferring everything possibly evil or twisted or sadistic that it could think of to transfer to you to give you to get you to freak out and then start allowing yourself to open up even more it'll mm -hmm. question your faith it'll question your your reality but i mean you're like i said your faith obviously is very strong so it didn't allow this whatever it was to penetrate and take over yeah um, yeah cuz i got big ears too so i would have been <laughs> not even a finger you could do a whole hand <laughs> but yeah no i definitely hear what you're saying and i can and I can see that being a possibility, you know. I actually never put it into perspective of it being the sleep apnea. Thing. Yeah, that was me the first too. Thing I That's ever heard. news to me, and it makes sense. Yeah, but it does actually. make sense yeah. because uh, you know my sleep apnea is really severe, and I hadn't been diagnosed at that time. Yeah, I actually got diagnosed probably a couple years ago, and yeah, it's severe. Like the doctor says, like, oh, severe is your breath stopping thirty times in one hour. Mine stops 116 times yeah, in one hour. Yeah, that's a severe case, yeah. The doctor's like, you should be dead. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. I actually took that test, too, and, like, they they hooked me up with all this, like, wires and stuff, and then I was laying down, which is impossible to sleep with wires oh, yeah. up to your head. Yeah. And the doctor's like, well, you move around a lot. You talk a lot in your sleep. And I'm like, it's because I had wires on my head, dude. Like, <laughs> how do you sleep with wires on your head? But yeah. the uh, doctor's like, oh, sorry. Uh, you don't move enough. Right. <laughs> You're at, like, I was at, my oxygen level was at 60 the entire night. And oh wow! I mean, it should be about nine. Wow! She, she's oh, really? a nurse. Okay. Oh, okay. 
So we got a nurse in the building, everyone. Uh, shout <laughs> hey, out to St. Right. Mary's. St. Mary's, up? how's it going? Yeah. Long Beach, St. Mary's, <laughs> Dignity Health. Big shout uh, out to St. Mary's. Yeah, no, but we got to, so if you guys need any medical medical questions, she can answer them on hand. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> That's why I look back. I was like, it should be. <laughs> Demon medical questions. Yeah. Demon, Demon medical questions. So Nathan, um, yeah. the thing on your story. I tried very hard to find as much information as possible just to kind of find something in relation to what happened to you. There are lots of stories of pastors who have uh, come across something demonic, something evil, supernatural, and that has increased their faith or their practice even more. So I didn't really get that from your story of what happened, but the fact that Again, if you go back and read on the website your full story of from when you started all the way to becoming a pastor and then dealing with that, yeah. I have to say, and I think I think we just titled it MR because it was very mysterious yeah, yeah. to to see that. But I also feel like it, we should have titled it uh, as a, a test of your faith because, like you said, you had gone through a lot of things. You were kind of going through a live in the fast lane. Yeah, you had the accident, and then all of a sudden now you're you know baptized and, and becoming right. uh, you know a pastor. So I feel like. Th- what had happened was is on your on your journey there was a test and that test was what had happened the mr test basically you should just title it the mr test yeah right (laughs) so i mean i wish on my notes here i literally have nathan question 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 mark because i have no idea (laughs) no i I, I honestly don't i'm right with you on that i mean before i became a christian i had a buddy who was always sharing with me and stuff and and this was my this was my comeback this is how i shut him down all the time (laughs) i said i've never seen anything supernatural the second I see anything supernatural, sign me up, give me a gun, I'm right. on the team, right? right? Yeah. So the number of things that happened before I got saved that that I couldn't explain, mm-hmm. I, I believe is God going, okay, I'm going to let you see some stuff. I'm going to let you experience some things to prove the truth of my word, to prove yeah. the truth of what I taught yeah. about. And, and this experience definitely was one of those. I wasn't a pastor at the time, but I was serving in ministry, I think, okay. as, a, as, a, as a youth leader with, with different things. So the practice had started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but that experience was one of those experiences that made, I hate to say it this way, but brought to life the stuff that I, I read and study in the word of God. Okay. You know? um, the reality that, yeah, there, there are demons out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to go, yeah, there's demons and it's something entirely different to see something tangibly happen in front of you. That's like, okay, we can't explain that, you know? It, it, things don't work that way, you know, the supernatural. And that instance was for me a faith building moment because it, it was affirming the truth of, of the reality of, of, yeah, there is a God out there and, and there is a devil and the demons. And, you know, guess what? That also means there's angels and that mm-hmm. means, that means yeah. all the other stuff. Definitely. And, and so it was a, a, a building point in my faith, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was definitely that. I'm telling you guys that these, if you guys get a chance, please read these stories. They are fascinating. They are creepy. They will give you the chills. You guys, Eric, Nathan, uh, thank you. <laughs> Crossing no Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on this yeah, show and, and sharing your stories. Also, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to know more about Realm of Shadow yeah. and uh, your maze that you guys have going on. Real quick, do you have any announcements about your maze or anything for Halloween? Yeah, I, I didn't bring any of it with me, right? But I uh, want to let everybody know our website. We do have a website for, for our maze, Realm of Shadow. It's uh, www.realmofshadow.com. And there on that website is the address for the maze coming up in October. We are going to be open to the public Saturday and Sunday prior to Halloween. Oh, nice. And then Halloween night. 
Oh, Halloween okay. night this oh, year is on yeah. Thursday, so yeah. we'll be awesome. open three nights this year. Cool. It's free. I'm just you know invite everybody to come through, and uh, you know, and we always tell everybody review us, let us know. Like we're on uh, Calhans as far as a community. There's a, another site where you can actually go and kind of review the maze because. Like our thing is, the more people that come through the maze, more people we get to connect with. Nice. And so we want as many to That's come as possible yeah. and get the word out. So, yeah, realmoshadow.com, and there's the address and maps and all that stuff. And, awesome. and tell us you heard yeah. you heard us on Into the Void, and we'll get you in for free. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. there you go. It's yeah. a free maze. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> all right. Well, that about does it here for the episode. Uh, I want again thank you so much for my special guests Nathan and Eric from Realm of Shadow for joining me today. Also, if you would like to know more information. On Realm of Shadow, like like Nathan had said, be sure to check out their website at www.realmofshadow.com. That's www.realmofshadow.com. If you're a fan of this episode or even the show, please be sure to follow us on all our social media pages. Instagram at Void Podcast 18, Facebook at Pod Paranormal 87, and Twitter at Nightwing Silver. Also, go ahead and check out the website at intothevoid.godaddysites.com. That's intothevoid.com. GoDaddySites.com. It's there. You'll be able to see in-studio pics, events uh, that the show will be at, and our ghostly blogs. Mm. That's right. In fact, the two stories you heard on this episode will be up on our website as of right now. Like right now, if I snap my finger, it's already there. It's there. That's oh, magic, wow. right? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, once again, I am G-Man, and I would like to thank you for falling with me into the void. We'll catch you later. Oh.